888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about, you know, those things like internet marketing, online business, blogging, traffic generation, social media, all that WWW stuff. I started this podcast to share what I've learned about internet marketing and what I'm still learning and to interview other experts who can help us on our blogging journey and today is no exception. Today I'm on the line with Sybil Chavis. Sybil quit her job, sold her house, packed up her stuff, family included, decided to switch things up a little bit and pursue her passion. She made a decision to give up complaining for 40 days, which turned into five years. It became the spark that changed her life. She blogs about her experiences at possibilityoftoday.com where she shares tips, strategies, suggestions, and all that on how to live better better today than yesterday. She has over 30,000 fans on Facebook, over 10,000 followers on Twitter, and my goal for this interview is to find out how we can move beyond all the stuff that happened and accomplish great things online. That's what we're going to talk about today. Sybil, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. How are you, Leslie? I am doing just fine. I'm doing ex- excellent. And I'm excited for this interview. We, we tried to do this a number of times in the past yeah. and, and things keep coming up, but we are finally here and we can get this going. Absolutely. I'm excited as well. Thanks for having me. Oh, not a problem. You are very much welcome. So, you know, I read your bio, I read the stuff on your website, and it says that you quit your cushy job, <laughs> sold your house, and th- you, you packed stuff up, everything up, you moved with your family to Southern Cali. Um, but there was something that's very significant to me, is you decided to quit complaining for 40 days and (laughs) and when i read that i think to myself okay something maybe something happened where she decided you know that's it something has to change i need to stop complaining what was going on at that time to 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 cause you to make that conscious decision (laughs) it's a great question i think it was just you know i was working in corporate america and totally totally into the game um Learned a lot, loved corporate America, had great experience. But, you know, like in any company environment, you know, you work with people that you either love or you don't get along with. There's kind of a lot that you always have to do. There's a lot on you. I lived in Michigan. It wasn't sunny and 80 like it is here <laughs> hey, in California. I live in Michigan. And so <laughs> I noticed that I was just complaining a lot. Uh-huh. And it's like I was getting filled with all of like this negativity Okay. And I thought it would be cool to just let it go. All right. To see if I could. I didn't actually believe I could do it at first. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, after the, like the first like week, I'm like, oh, you know, like I literally noticed a difference. Wow. What now was it difficult? Oh gosh. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I it's not like it was like, you know, one day I didn't complain and then, you know, the next day I did. I literally had to kind of go through a whole conditioning, if you will, like getting my mind in shape so that I just looked at things differently, reframed them in my mind um, and kind of removed my normal 
autopilot thought process that uh-huh. would just normally look at things and be agitated or frustrated or complain about them. Gotcha. And was this something that you did on your own or did you do it with family or with friends? Or? Yeah, no, I did it with my husband because I think <laughs> you've got to do it with people who are in your space and you've got to let them know that you're doing it. Uh, and he jumped on board and I had a friend who actually gave me the idea to even do it. Uh-huh. Um, so we were all just doing it and, you know, holding each other accountable. And it really kind of helped to do it together. Okay. Were there any kind of like breakthroughs that happened during that time where you finally uh-huh. figured out <laughs> something or whatever the case might be? Was there something significant that happened during that time? Yeah, I mean, literally it changed my life. And you know, I talk to people and when I say that, because it's a question I get a lot, they look at me like, you know, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? <laughs> um, but just a, literally every step of the way, there was another different experience as I would complain less and less. And then I would start looking at things differently. And it kind of allowed me to, you know, so much of my mind was focused on everything that I didn't like that I wanted to complain about that I didn't have room to focus on, you know, other great stuff that I really wanted to make happen, if that Uh makes sense. Like, say you only have a pie and you have to give slices to everything in your life. And if you're giving all of your slices to complaining, then you don't have any slices to give to the things that you're really passionate about, that you want to accomplish, that you want to focus on. So when I made that shift, I had more of my pie to focus on what I really wanted. And that changed everything. That's awesome. And what were, the, what were those things, some of those things that you decided, okay, now that I have all this extra time from not complaining, <laughs> now I'm going to focus on this. What were some of those things? I started my blog. Ooh. It's hilarious. I started my blog. Um, so, you know, once I kind of ended complaining, I started this whole process of being able to like you know, spend time reading. And it's not that you necessarily have more time. It's just that so often your mind is like running. Yeah, yeah. And when I had stopped the complaining and really started looking at the way I was thinking about things, a lot of that just slowed down. And so I replaced, when, when I noticed that it slowed, I started putting different things into my mind that I was focusing on. So I started reading about stuff I was passionate about. I realized that I like to read. I realized that I like to write. <laughs> Um, and you know, one thing led to another and I started blogging. Um, so it really kind of started everything for me, transitioning me from, you know, general counsel at an advertising agency, kind of caught up and frustrated and annoyed and, you know, doing well and uh-huh. having fun. It wasn't like it was all terrible, Yeah. but I just knew there was something like, there's just something else here gotcha. or I should feel a different way. And that's what the complaining allowed me to start transitioning into that different way to live. You know, now I'm thinking about this process of deciding to not complain. It's different than deciding not to wear a pair of pants. This is, this is a mindset. (laughs) And, and to me, to change a mindset is very, very hard, especially if it's something that you're used to doing. So Mm -hmm. were there specific strategies that you implemented? Because I know, like you said before, it wasn't like before this day, all I did was complain. And (laughs) after I never complained again. But were there some strategies when you maybe caught yourself complaining or things that helped you along that process? Were there some specific things that you did to help? Absolutely. One of the first things I started doing was just watching my thoughts. As crazy as that sounds like... 
just watching the things that are running through your mind. Um, and then a lot of, like when it first started, I was still complaining in my mind, even though I had decided I wasn't going to actually say stuff. So I'd be like, okay, it's crappy and rainy and snowy today, but I would just be saying it in my mind. I wouldn't jump on the elevator and be like, man, can you believe all this snow? Like, this is awful. It's freezing. So it, I never let it come out of my mind. And I was just observing. I'm like, oh, my God, there it goes again. Like, I was literally watching all of the stuff I was complaining uh-huh. about. That was really helpful. Um, and then also in terms of, like, just being very sensitive about um, other people's conversations because it's so easy. Again, jumping on the elevator, people are like, Hey, how was your commute in? Oh, it was awful. It was snowy and freezing. And then, of course, you're going to chime in. But um, just really being sensitive to those conversations, I would be like, you know, if that if I was in that situation, I would learn how to, like, change the subject and be like, oh, man, you know, I, I'm, I can't believe it's already Friday. Or, you know, like I would literally uh-huh. transform the way that I was thinking. So, um, go ahead. No, were you, were you finished with your statement? Yeah, yeah, that was basically it. It's just about, you know, looking at my thoughts and then not allowing the complaints to come out of my mouth. So it's kind of like acknowledging what is going on, but not letting it get to the next level, the level of actually, you know, verbalizing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very, very interesting strategy. Yeah, I mean, what I noticed is that I called it like a time gap, if you will. Uh So there is a time between um, when something comes in your mind And you actually verbalize it, Uh right? So I can say, oh, in my mind, I can think, oh, Leslie has on a yellow shirt, but I haven't really said that. And I started strategically using that time gap to choose not to say the complaint. Okay. And that was the step one by watching my mind. And then the second step was literally looking and saying, you know, okay, yes, it's rainy and cold, but what what else am I overlooking because I'm allowing that to take precedence in terms of what I'm observing? You know, there's something really significant about this because you look at a lot of people that try to do things online and fail. And and in my opinion, a lot of the, a, a big reason for that is because there's there, there needs to be a change in mindset. And, and you have all these programs out there that teach you how to do things, how to set up a blog, how to make money online, how to do this, mm-hmm. how to do that. But in my opinion, the first thing that needs to be dealt with is that mindset. And that's how I think you can help people to have more success in the other things that they're doing is by focusing on that mindset first. Am I just complaining about my situation? Am I Am I really going to take action with all the things that I'm going to learn? And by doing that, I think we can accomplish much more. So I think implementing that strategy of really just being conscious about what's going on in your mind, questioning what's going on in your mind, realizing what it is, and trying to decide what level should I let that get to. I think that's Mm -hmm. very significant. I mean, absolutely. I couldn't agree more with everything you said. I mean, and it even goes, I think, a step beyond complaining because a lot of times we don't realize that we've been programmed wrong. Like Mm. we have limiting beliefs. Like I can't, you know, people who first started business, oh, you can't really start a business online because you have millions of people who are telling you that, oh, you'll never make money. Oh, and so then you start really believing that. And so the first step, you know, I think, like you said, is to start reprogramming you know, identify what your limiting beliefs are and start reprogramming them, reprogramming them or at least 
start to try to. It's not something you're going to convince yourself of overnight. But, you know, at, what I noticed is I first am like, okay, you know what? I believe that I can, you know, create this online business. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, people call it fake it until you make it. Yeah. And then you just take a step in the, you know, in the right direction. Then you're like, oh, wait, this is actually working. And you're still <laughs> having doubts, right? Yeah, because, yeah. you know, there's so many other things that aren't working. Definitely. But just that little 1% of progress kind of opens up your, your limiting belief. And each day you just kind of chip away at it every more until it's completely gone. I agree with you. I, the, the biggest motivator I ever had for making money online was when I started what I was doing and one day I made $70. Mm-hmm. And once I saw that, I, I, I <laughs> said to myself, well, if I just do this over and over, <laughs> you right. know, but that, and, that, that, yeah, that, you just had to believe and you had to see that it was possible. So exactly. first of all, okay, I believe, so I'm going to try. And then the point that people get to is like, they're pretending like, okay, well, if I say it, I say, okay, I believe I try, I believe I try. And then they try for like a week and they don't get money. Like, oh, I knew it would work. Yeah. <laughs> but like you said, the first step is really just, oh, okay, I've made $70. You know, it may have taken me two months to figure out what the formula was, yep. but I tried all this stuff. I now know what doesn't work. And here's something that does. So this is the lane I'm going to run down. And you know what? You can make money online. You can have a business. And so your belief starts kind of strengthening as you continue to take little steps and have more and more progress. Awesome. You know, I feel like there are so many different directions we can go. I mean, the, all these different aspects we can explore to the furthest extent, but we got to move on. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've interviewed a number of people that left corporate America and they all had the same thing to say. Why, when I asked, why did you leave it? I hated it. It wasn't me and this and that. I haven't, up until this conversation, this is the first one I've heard where you actually said you enjoyed it. Yeah, well, you know, I don't complain. <laughs> well, that's true. But, but, but well, let's, let's focus on that a little bit. What, what did you enjoy about working in corporate America? So like everyone else, I'm not going to pretend like I was walking around like this Zen person loving corporate America. Um, it was something that I had to, again, transform my perspective on and reprogram my mind. Okay. Um, and so there was a time that I felt the same way that probably so many people that you've spoken to felt where you're like, this isn't for me. This is limiting. This is confining. I'm not, you know, tapping into my passion. Um, and I, what I was able to recognize is that there were things that I needed to learn. And uh-huh. but for having that experience in corporate America, I wouldn't be where I was, where I am now. Gotcha. And so I luckily realized that while I was having the experience. And so although I knew that this isn't where I'm going to ultimately wind up and this isn't where I'm going to be, I was able to look at my day and all of the opportunities I had and all the things that I was learning and the ways that I could try to do things better and kind of perfect a skill set that I knew I would need tomorrow in the Mm. next thing that I really wanted to do. I see. So it was kind of preparing you for the bigger plan. Exactly. And and looking at it that way allowed me to appreciate it because I was like, I need this. I need these experiences. I need to learn how to manage this conflict. I need to learn how to write this email and really communicate what I'm saying and see that this person gets me and is swayed and changes their mind. Like I started 
doing my job differently um, with more passion, more energy, and also an understanding of the role it had to play in my future life, if you will. Awesome. And when you think about corporate America, uh, when it comes to business, that's what people think about first because there's so much that's happening in corporate America. And of course, there's going to be a lot that you can learn if you're there. There's a lot that you can get from it. There are people that you can learn from. And I think it, it, it's, it's a good perspective that you have in terms of how you view your experiences there. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I've always been, you know, not always, but I recently have always been <laughs> of the mindset that, um, you know, kind of wherever you are today uh -huh. is exactly where you need to be. And so the problem isn't, mm. oh, I'm here and I'm not where I need to be. The problem is, is that you're not looking at all the things that you're supposed to be taking in so that you can get to where you ultimately want to be. Because you're so focused on this isn't it. This feels weird. This isn't like my passion and this isn't my purpose. And I'm not making $30 million online <laughs> today. And you're, all of that is like where your focus and your energy is instead of saying, you know what? I made $70 today. That's really good. This is how I did it. I'm not going to forever be making $70 a day. You know, yeah, yeah. but the things that I'm doing today, I need this so that I can be making the millions or whatever, you know, that I set my goals goal to, be, to make tomorrow. Awesome. 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 Eventually you decided to leave corporate America. Why did you make that decision? Or were there certain things happening in your life at that time that said, OK, now is the time to move? Yeah, I mean, I knew again that while I had found peace, if you will, <laughs> uh -huh. and realized all of the things that, you know, being in corporate America, you know, I was going to learn. And I, I had realized that I kind of at one point had learned all of the lessons that I felt like I needed. Okay. And I had gotten a, a lot of the skills that I felt like I needed to create the, the next step that I wanted to create. Um, and while I don't doubt that there's still, I mean, I always feel like no matter where you are, there's, there's a lot to learn. I feel like, you know what, I got the majority of this. I'm not falling into the same traps that I used to fall into in terms of like getting caught up in the politics and the drama mm -hmm. and the fighting, you know, all of that. I had kind of figured out how to allow it to be there and to contribute to it so that it could hopefully positively <laughs> you know, we could all move on and try to focus on the bigger picture. And I just felt like I had learned the lessons. That was the first thing. Uh -huh. I had developed a lot of the skills. Um, I knew that I was ultimately going to do this. So I had strategically been setting up my life so that I could be able to do this. Uh -huh. And at, at some point, my passion for what I wanted to do overshadowed my fears of quitting my job. Gotcha. So in, in other words, what I'm, what I'm getting here is you had some goals and you kind of knew what those goals are for where you were at the time. And when you accomplished those goals, it was time to move on? Yes. Awesome. Now, um, as I read the story uh, even further, <laughs> it, it, it seems like that realization came at an interesting time. Uh, you had a family, you were married, <laughs> seven months pregnant. Yeah. And you decide, not just you, you and My your husband, husband decides, mm -hmm. okay, we're going to let it go. 
and move forward. Yeah. What, so what's while going you on say there? I accomplished my goals and uh-huh. I said, you know, I had everything set up and, you know, I mean, it was something that we had been contemplating. Uh-huh. Um, but even still, what I realized was that we wanted to arrange everything so perfectly uh-huh. that we were minimizing the risk gotcha. um, of leaving our jobs. But the reality is a lot of times the greatest opportunities that we have are wrapped in all of our fears. Uh-huh. And so it, that happens for a reason. Um, and the reason is like, you have to learn to kind of jump, um, you know, even when you have fears and you have doubts so that you can learn how to start working through fear and doubt. Mm. Um, and although I would say I knew it wasn't the ideal time and in, in a way it came a lot sooner than when, you know, my husband and I thought it would come, but I think we were, we had been working on being open enough to the idea that we were able to convince ourselves, Uh you know what, let's just jump now. Like this isn't a hundred percent ideal. I'm pregnant. (laughs) You know, we're moving across country. We're Uh both deciding to jump at the same time. Um, But, you know, I mean, my husband was like, you know, look, we can stay here and do this and do fine. And we're doing amazingly well, but there's other stuff we want to do. And at some point you got to jump. So we just jumped. I like it. <laughs> I just like jumped. It. I, I, and, you know, I don't have like a scientific formula, uh-huh. except um, there's this great quote. It's like, sometimes you just have to jump off cliffs and build wings on the way down. Ooh. And, and literally, you know, that's what like, let's just jump and let's build our wings and hopefully we start flying. And that was the lesson, I think, in a, in a lot of ways. And, um, once you start flying, you're like, okay, you know, first you start flying slowly and you're, you know, getting back up in the sky. Yeah. Um, but the second you, you catch yourself and you, you're like, I have wings, I made $70, you realize that you can fly. Wow, I love that. Somebody's going to be listening to this and they're going to be thinking, they're going to be going through something very similar, trying to decide on, on whether they should take that next step. And I believe they're going to hear that. And they're going to be motivated to take that ne- next step. I don't know what that step is, but you're listening to this now, whoever you are out there. And I think you're being encouraged by this. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what's exciting about this to me. Now, yeah, I mean, and that's how it happened to me. And I think, though, you know, the thing is you have to think about, like, what do I feel comfortable with? Yeah. You know, ask yourself questions. What, you know, what feels right? Am I doing this thing, this for the right reason? And if you are, and all of those things are yes, and all those signs are pointing you that way. And the only thing that's holding you back is fear. Fear. Uh Then you you should probably jump and work through your fears. Definitely. And somebody is going to be listening to this and they're inspired by it, but it's not the right time. And if it's not that right time, then you should stay and wait and continue to learn what you need to learn in that situation you're finding yourself in right now. Absolutely. Awesome. Now, when you jump, you say uh, the, the, the quote was, sometimes you have to jump off cliffs and build wings on the way down, but Correct. you're still going down uh, well, in that while process. While you're building your wings, right. While you're building your wings. What did going down look like for you? Going down looks like for me, giving up my, you know, <laughs> solid confirmed bi-weekly paychecks yeah. for 
for income that wasn't guaranteed. Yeah. Um, you know, income that I had to figure out how I was going to generate and a business that wasn't, that hadn't begun. Yeah. You know, I hadn't made $70. Um, so I had to, that was my going down, if you will, get comfortable, you know, and put myself in a position where I didn't need to make $70 For, for the month, you know, because I was pregnant, I had kid, another kid, <laughs> um, you know, there was a certain way that we, you know, we know that we needed to have certain income, you know, to cover just our general living expenses. Yeah. And that, if you will, was my way down was, you know, just getting used to the idea of not having that steady, reliable income in the beginning. What was the hardest part of the process? I think the hardest part of the process, um, honestly, was working through the fear. Yeah. And, you know, because there's so much that's um, a part of that. Like you said, it's reprogramming your mind. And I mean, imagine if you have like this beautiful garden of roses and you have like all of these weeds that have been growing for, you know, your life. Uh-huh. And part of, and in order to reprogram your mind, that's the equivalent of getting rid of all the weeds. So you have to sit there one by one and pick out all the weeds so that you just have a beautiful garden full of flowers. Uh-huh. And, and that's work. Um, you know, it's work day after day. Um, and it's getting comfortable with the unknown. And that was probably, you know, I think the mental side or the inner side or whatever you called it was the most challenging. Uh-huh. Um, and, but once you get that, like that's your foundation everything else just kind of comes out naturally from there, I think, in a great way. Awesome. I, I interviewed a guy by the name of Greg Hartle a, okay. wh- a while back, and uh, his, his website is $10andalaptop.com, and he decided <laughs> to get rid of, rid of everything besides $10 and a laptop and show people how you can start from nothing. Got, yep. it, and his story was awesome. And he, and he said the hardest thing in the beginning was, finding food <laughs> you know <laughs> and you think about it he, he went he went to where he had nothing but he was able to build himself to where he has some a, a significant business and so on and it's interesting to see how different people um take that leap of faith even in the midst of the fear and still accomplish big things and it, and, and it's inspiring to see what you've been doing as a result of all the experiences that you, you've had. Um, okay, so then you decided to start a blog. Why? I did, I did. So, you know, my blog, I actually started my blog while I was still working Okay. Uh, in corporate America. I just would wake up at, you know, obscene hours in the morning <laughs> and then blog at night. Um, and it was really just, I think, you know, after my whole complaining thing, it was just a way to start letting out, you know, some of that extra bandwidth or, you know, (laughs) creativity that was in my mind that Uh had been absorbed by the complaining. Uh So it literally was almost like just a journal. And I was just like, you know, I just want to get my thoughts out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I just, you know, I I continued to do it. um, And I continued, I think, to get better and better and, you know, really kind of looked at the ways that blogs should be Uh and worked on my writing. and, And then, you know, I just started kind of building a community. 
Okay, and you, you've been building that community, and you have a significant, a significant community. Community. I come to your website, and I see there are a bunch of comments on your <laughs> blog post. This one that you just post to two days ago has 26 comments, and, and some of them before that have many more than that. I look yeah. at your Facebook fan page, and I see 30,558 fans. I see <laughs> over 10,000 fo followers on Twitter. Obviously, you're doing something right. Now, but let's go back to the beginning stages of building your blog. First of all, when you started building your blog, did you foresee it being a business? No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, like, like I said, it started as a journal. Okay. And, and when was that, by the way? What's that now? When was that? Um, I think like 2009. Okay. Yeah, like three years ago. And it wasn't even under the name of my current website, which is Possibility of Today. Okay. It was under another name, AlternaView.com. Okay. And it was literally just about me looking at life from a different perspective. Okay. Um, and I, although I didn't think it was going to be a business, I knew that... I knew there was a reason it felt right okay. and the direction that I knew I was going to try to eventually, cause this is 2009, right? I hadn't really decided exactly what I was going to do. Yeah. I was just happy. I wasn't complaining. <laughs> um, but the direction I knew I kind of felt like I was going to go in. I, it just felt like this blog was going to be a piece of it. Gotcha. So you, you started the blog, you started adding content to the blog. Um, mm -hmm. at what point did you realize Oh wait, this this can possibly be something more than just me having a journal of my online ideas. <laughs> yeah, I think um when I I I got an email from someone and you know she said what you wrote really helped me. Yeah, okay. You know, I was you know in a bad place and I didn't really know exactly what to do and when people started kind of expressing that I realized, you know, this isn't just about me and just putting stuff out there. Like uh -huh. people, this is resonating with some folks, you know, even if it was at the time, 10 people or whatever the number <laughs> was, um, you know, it's, it's resonating and I'm able to actually help. I'm able to learn from them, which is great because I want to learn, uh -huh. uh, you know, and they're able to learn from me. Uh -huh. And, and what, what basically is... What do you what's going on at your blog? What is your blog about? What's a short summary of what it is today? I mean, it's basically a summary of my life, right? And it, it it's you know it all starts from the realization that I had, you know, that there really is a different way to live. Okay. Um, you know, you don't have to be caught up with all this negativity and complaining. You don't have to be all caught up in the hustle and bustle of life and run through your day on autopilot, like. You can literally experience and live in the moment and, you know, it doesn't mean that you're some Zen monk that's sitting in the corner <laughs> uh -huh. meditating. Like you can be a part of this world and be successful and still have like a peace of mind. Mm. Um, and that that is what I mean by there's a different way to live. And that's what I talk about, because every day we have this possibility and there are an infinite amount of possibilities every day. And what I realized was that I was overlooking so many of the possibilities, possibilities. of today. Yeah. Um, and by doing that, I wasn't like I wasn't awake. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really, really living. I mean, although I was like 
really successful and I had everything I wanted and I had yeah. a perfect family and like, you know, like the whole little story, story tale. Yeah. All of the pieces were there. I, there was still something else. And what, what I know now know is that it was that there really is this different way you can live. And just thinking about your blog and how much you've been able to accomplish there, the, the huge community that you've been able to grow and the, the people that follow what you're doing over there. It, it, it's interesting. I think sometimes we learn a lot from people that get into blogging, not necessarily as a business, but for mm -hmm. other reasons. Um, mm -hmm. Not that we can't learn a lot. I've learned a lot from people that have gotten into blogging for as a business. I've gotten into blogging as a business. Um, but what do you think were the key things that played a part in the growth of your blog when it, when it wasn't where it is today? Yeah. Um, I think one of the main things was um, just being authentic. Okay. Um, because like, it's so easy, especially in the blogosphere and, you know, in the online world to kind of play a role because you feel like you have to be a professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be selling something. You have to be better than this person next to you giving yeah. better information. And you have to do everything perfectly. And you have to do everything perfectly. Exactly. And so for me, you know, when I say I was able to find my voice, it just was like, I was able to talk. Yeah. So instead of feeling like I had to be an authority on this or, mm. you know, you know, tell you this is this way, or I'm like, I'll just be me and I'll say what I'm thinking uh -huh. and I'll learn along the way and I'll tell you how I went through this day and what worked and what didn't work and just doing that one thing. And I'm going to laugh and I'm going to, you know, maybe have a typo here or, you know, I'm going to just be me uh -huh. and letting kind of letting that guard down is what really kind of opened me up to the community and the community to me. And, and that's something that I hear over and over and over when I speak to successful bloggers. Because in the past, for you to be known for a, a particular topic, it's because you're an expert. Maybe you went to school and you studied that topic or anything of something of that sort. But today it seems as if it's more of just knowing everything. It's, it's, not, it's not knowing everything, but it's a journey that you're going on and you're, and you're bringing people along on this journey with you. As you learn, you share, and there's a lot of powerful stuff that can happen with that. Absolutely. And I mean, people are cool with you not knowing the answer to everything yeah. as long as you don't pretend like you know the answer. Yeah, yeah. You know, and just, you know, talking about what you have learned and what you do know, um... And I, for me, it was just like connecting with, with my audience in a yeah. real way, you know, and like really being concerned about them. And we're really developing relationships. It's like, you know, it's like we're a community together and we're learning and growing together. And how do you connect with your audience? What are some of the things that you do? I mean, anything. Like I'm always on Facebook. And for me, you know, my page on Facebook is, I mean, it gets me through the day. Uh -huh. You know, when I see people commenting and they say funny things and we're laughing together or, you know, we're talking about a com, you know, I'll put out um, a post and then they'll react to it and we'll talk about, well, do you really think this? Do you really like, and just engaging and having real conversations and people emailing me or, hey, can we jump on Skype? And just, just being open enough to develop relationships with people I would have never met, 
you know, but for the fact that I have this blog and this opportunity to meet so many great people. You know, that, that, that's awesome. I think that, that goes along with being authentic, connecting with your audience, being authentic in that connections. Uh, you get to make real connections. It's not just, you know, someone you know on the Internet and you know this person as Susie255 or anything mm-hmm. of that sort, but you're actually getting to know the individual and those individuals are getting to know you and that's a very powerful thing. Yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, like so often we all have goals and I get yeah. that because I'm a huge goal setter and it's like, okay, so in order for me to get from point A to point B, I need all of these things to fall in line. And so then you start looking, everything is a tactic, yeah. um, but the success of growing a community, community means you need to kind of throw all of that out yeah. and all of the tactics out because it's about developing relationships. It's about like, Hey, I want to talk to Leslie cause he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Not because he has this great show and he's going to interview me. Yeah. You know, like your agenda has to change and you have to genuinely and authentically want to connect with people. And I had that desire, I think because I had worked in human resources for so long, you know, I was over the human resources department when I was at this advertising agency and I just loved connecting with people. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of easy and natural to do, but that I believe is the foundation of what created my community. Awesome. Be authentic, connect with your audience in a real way. Before we move, move on, is there anything you, else you want to mention in terms of what it takes to grow a blog? Um, I mean, I think it takes, the next thing is just being willing to learn along the way uh-huh. and being willing to fail. Uh-huh. The reality is like I, I, another great quote is like success is 95% failure. <laughs> and when it <laughs> comes to blogging, like that's so true because there are going to be so many things that you try. And I can't tell you the number of plans that I came up with. I'm like, okay, I want to, you know, have a bigger community. So I'm going to do this and this and this. And then maybe people will like that and that'll resonate. Yeah, yeah. And, and it wouldn't. And, you know, or like sometimes like I'd spend hours on these posts and I'd be like, this is going to be the best post. And it would suck and it would turn <laughs> out. And you know what? People would be like, what? Uh-huh. And I don't get it. And I was willing to fail over and over and over again until I learned what was right for me, what worked for my community. And, you know, I continue to fail and I continue to be open to learning. And people always say, oh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll fail, I'll fail. But like that to me was the biggest skill set that I learned in terms of blogging because uh-huh. you fail so, <laughs> so many much times. in the beginning. <laughs> I've gotten perf I've perfected failure. failure. <laughs> I know exactly how to handle it. I know how to manage it. I know what to learn from it. I know how to move on. I know how to keep going. And that means that I've had thousands and thousands of failures. Well how <laughs> well how, how do you keep moving when you're failing? Because how, how do you not give up? In my mind, I don't look at it as failing. I look at it as, oh, that one didn't work. Uh-huh. Right. So I'm like, okay, there's a formula here. There's a way. Uh-huh. I just have to find it and discover it. So it's like, you know, when you're playing a video game and you have to get to level 10, just because you die on board one, you don't stop playing the video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're like, okay, I'm gonna keep playing this video game. I'm gonna get better. Oh, and then the next day I'm gonna get to level two. And then and people don't understand, and I didn't understand either, yeah. that it's the exact same thing. You know, like, you are playing 
in a way, a game. And can you outlast the frustration, the failure? You know, can you learn? Can you see, you know, this time I'm not going to fall in that hole that I fell in 10 times, uh-huh. you know, and that's, that's what it's about. Like, I don't really see it as failure. I see it as part of the learning process. Awesome. It, it, it all comes back to mindset. Yes. Awesome. I love it. Now, let, let's talk a little bit about money because, you know, we're money, talking money, about, money. yeah, we're talking <laughs> about online business. We, we got to talk a little bit about money because in preparing for this interview, Uh, I had my assistant go through and do a bunch of research on you and she comes up with show notes and I look at my show notes and I I didn't see anything, any like products mentioned or anything of that sort. So I said, okay, maybe my my assistant didn't do a very, (laughs) she didn't get everything from you or anything of that sort. So I went to your website and I said, I'm going to find the products that are for sale. And I started browsing and browsing and I'm like, Wait a minute. I don't I don't see anything for sale. <laughs> Why is that? Am I yeah, am I missing I mean, something? It's hilarious. It's like one of the number one questions I get because <laughs> your assistant did a good job and, mm-hmm. and you did too. <laughs> you you guys were searching for something that doesn't exist. Um I have you know, I worked in corporate America for well over 10 years. Okay. So I understand business. Okay. I, I know how money is made. I know that you need to have income <laughs> and that, your income that's needs how to money is made, yes. your expenses uh-huh. so that you can have a nice, pretty balance sheet and a good P&L at the end of the year. Uh-huh. Um, but I have strategically decided that I want to be very thoughtful um, about the way that I am going about my income streams. Okay. And so that means that my first phase of this, if you will, in terms of my business was really to just develop my community and to do it in a genuine, authentic way and to to meet a lot of great people and to just, you know, really focus on building my community. Uh Um, And I'm going to always have a significant portion of my business that's just giving away books and information and a lot of things for free. I, you know, I speak to anyone who calls me. I take all Skype calls. I return all emails asking for advice. Uh You know, I genuinely believe that I want certain parts of my business. And this is just me that are going to always be for free. Uh Uh, I am in the stages right now of finishing my first book. Okay. Well, actually, my second book. Okay. Um, it's called Your Unstoppable Progress. Okay. The the seven step fail proof method to accomplishing anything you want. Um, that will be the first item that I will offer for sale. Uh-huh. Um, but again, there will be a lot of like free programs and a lot of things that will accompany that. Um, just because I have a unique or I guess an interesting kind of um, way of looking at the the way that I want my revenue streams to flow. Okay. Now, we spoke a little bit on the pre-interview and you, met, you made a statement um, that you plan on writing more books and giving most of them away for free because you believe that free is the best business model. How, right. How well, is that? So, okay. So I know that's going to sound like crazy to a bunch of people who are trying to start <laughs> online businesses. So I don't, I'm not saying that you 
do everything for free because you yeah. have expenses. You have overhead expenses yeah. in terms of your business. And then you obviously have personal expenses. What I'm saying is just that I think there are unique ways that you can always generate income. Okay. And they afford you the opportunity to give away to a give lot of other stuff for, for free. free. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a comp for me, it's a combination of things. Like I will have products that are for sale and programs that are for sale. Um, but again, the majority of my things will be given away for free. Gotcha. And and so it's it's basically you've made a decision as to what you wanted to accomplish in your business and how you wanted to accomplish it. And the first phase for you was building your community. And then the second phase is monetizing it. Yeah. And I mean, like, as an example, I, um, you know, because of the size of my community and the number of people that come to my page, I get people all the time saying, hey, we'll pay you to put a link on your page or to put this advertisement up or, you know, I have never put that stuff up, not because I think it's wrong for people to do it. I think everyone has different business models. But for me, that is just not one of my income streams that I've decided I want to have. And so I'm going to stay consistent with that. And as you mentioned, I've developed this plan, this business plan in my mind of the, you know, the ways that I'm going to generate revenue and I'm going to stay in those lanes. Um, and in the lanes that I've decided I'm going to give stuff away for free, I'm just going to continue to do it because I just, that's me and yeah. I'm being authentic and that's what I like to do. Awesome. So you're being real to who you are and you're sticking to the plan that you've set up for yourself. Yep. Awesome. Someone is, we're, we're at about 45 minutes right now, so we're going to kind of uh, close it, bring it together. Someone is listening to this right now, and they've been discouraged about what they've been doing, trying to accomplish something significant online. I, I, a lot of bloggers listen to my podcast. What would you tell that person? Um, I would tell them the same thing that I felt you know, in the beginning too, is that it takes commitment, it takes time, you have to learn along the way. Um, But once you do that, there is a formula out there for you that will get you exactly to where you want to be. And the thing is, that's, you know, it's not the same, like there's not one person that can give you the formula. You've got to get a piece from Leslie, you've got to get a piece here. You've got to read this and get a piece. You've got to ask yourself questions and find your own piece. And then you customize the perfect path for you. Uh-huh. But once you really believe that, that that path is there, then it's just about bringing all of the pieces together. And there's no way that you won't get to where you want to be with your block. Awesome. I think that's the perfect place to end. Uh, it's just not possible. Once you do it, uh-huh. yeah, it's just not possible for it not to work. Awesome. Um, I want my audience to be able to connect with you in as many ways as possible. How do they do that? Yeah, I mean, drop by my Facebook page, Possibility of Today with Sybil Chavis. Come by my blog at possibilityoftoday.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Sybil Chavis. You can send me an email, sybilchavis at gmail.com. Whatever you're most comfortable with, I'm here. Ask me whatever questions. Just stop by and say hello. As I said, I always love meeting new and great people online. So there you have it, guys. I know that you found a lot of value in this interview. 
and I want to thank Sybil, and I would like you to thank her too. So this is what I want you to do. Head on over to possibilityoftoday.com where you can hit her up on Facebook, Possibility of Today, or on Twitter, Sybil Chavis, at Sybil Chavis, and let her know that you appreciated what she's shared on the show. As usual, I want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you than nothing else but the 7-Day Bootcamp at 7daybootcamp.net where I show you how to start an online business from doing the research to setting up your domain name to installing WordPress to, to the type of content you want to be adding, how to drive traffic. All that stuff is covered in seven days of video training. You get to watch over my shoulder as I walk you through the process. So head on over there, 7daybootcamp.net. It's free. It's fun. It's it's all the stuff you want it to be. <laughs> so head on over there and um, sign up. And um, that's it for this podcast. That's it for this episode. Until next time, this is Leslie Samuel from learningwithleslie.com. Take care and God bless. One, four.